What happened to the heart? Hello, my dear ones. I hope this day finds you well, or definitely on your journey of getting well, or on your journey of awakening. Either one. It's all fun stuff, right? It's fun to pull yourself out of pain and misery. I'm telling you, it's been a wild week. Holy moly, has it been a wild week. Uh, these V-books, we're about ready to start recording them. Uh, Pat, uh, you've just got your uh, A&P section to do. As a matter of fact, today we have an A&P class going on. Uh, you all noticed that Monday we, Pat needed a little break. Uh, but, you know, it's fun learning. And it's fun learning different perspectives. And I love the way Pat and I are doing this because she's the wizard, you know, teaching this for 24 years. I mean, it's like, oh, God. I've had a lot of anatomy, physiology, and I've taught a little of it, the, the simplistic overview. But when you go back and you get into some of these, uh, uh, I don't know what the word would be, you know, more complicated chemistry, uh, I've kind of set all that on the burner all these years because my goal has always been to take the complex, understand it, and then make it simplistic for you guys. Because trying to be always intellectual doesn't serve anybody any good whatsoever. Uh, it serves the intellectual E. Oh, look at me. But to get to the heavens, you eventually have to get control of the mind and not the opposite way around, right? You know, I was thinking about uh, these spiritual insights and oh, I, there are just so many cool phrases that you can get into. Uh, but I want you to think about this because, you know, we're so involved in time here. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day because I've got, like today, I've got a plumber in there. I've got concrete people there uh, at the house. I've got all kinds of things going on. You know, and so I'm generally up at uh, 6, 6.30. I mean, I'm awake at 4, and I go out and sit on the lanai about 4 o'clock, and I'm trying to get everything kind of put together, and then back up at 6 to start writing stuff down and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, I think it turns daylight here, about 6.30, quarter to 7. So I get to see the sunset and the sunrise. Pretty cool. But remember time is a succession of nows. So there's another spiritual insight for you. Time is nothing more than a succession of nows. Every moment you're in the now, we can put a clock to it, you know, and we can have a perception of time and that sort of thing, but in reality, there's no such thing as time. Everything is existing in the present moment. And so when you get there, and better put, here, then you're outside of time. And that might sound freaky, but duality is creation. Consciousness is the divine. So to understand and to become, if let's just say you didn't understand that you come out of the one, and you want to know whether there is a God or not, how do you find out, right? How do you find out if there's something that exists that's greater than you are? And that's greater than the creation you're observing? Because the creator is always greater than its creation, right? How do you find out? Well, you have a whole line of spiritual beings from Buddha, Enoch, Jesus, uh, you've got St. Germain, you've got Michael, you've got the Ekmasters, the Yoga Masters, the Vigurus. All these people in one way or another kind of have left a little bit of doo-doo uh, for everybody to pick up. And we've been talking about that over the years. How do you find out truth when the airwaves are crammed with propaganda and lies? Right? And you have to get back to consciousness. You've got to get out of the mind. The mind is the conditioned instrument in creation. 
And with the, if you have a homo sapien body, your mind is really warped. <laughs> I mean, no one knows what the truth really is here at this level. And whether that really matters or not, because the truth is the very being that has the mind and using it, and that's you, right? Okay. Ooh. Whew-wee, look at this cornea. Mm, man, boy, that's, that's amazing. Look at that cornea. Wow. She's bulging out there pretty good, eh? So think about this. What, what would make things bulge in the body? What would make things swell in the body, right? Can we use the word stagnation? All right. So obviously, when the flow of energy, be it a flood, be it uh, electrical energy, right? When the flow of energy is obstructed, decreased, or in any way affected, you start backing up. Really, it's just physics and chemistry. And I've said this for, for many years, any obstruction to the flow of energy causes dis-ease, right? So what would be the flow of energy in the human body? How about blood, nerve, and how about length? Those are the three main flows of energy that flow because everybody else has structure function. Everybody else is a cell sitting there doing its thing. That the flow of energy to that cell is key. Of course, that cell, it comes out of, out of the one again, so it is a dynamic entity into itself. Notice how the sperm and egg come together without any uh, internal connections. Consciousness. So when you see a swelling going on anywhere, cornea, it can, I'm telling you, nowadays with the lymphatic system so uh, glomulated like we have, anything and everything can be swollen, which wasn't swollen before. I can imagine that every day medical doctors are coming up with something new as a disease because another part of the body is in trouble, that they never was in trouble before. I mean, that's what's going on here. Human bodies are becoming saturated with mucus, acids, alkalis, if you want to get way up into the, uh, the, that ceiling. But we're, you know, we're full of fungus and bacteriums. I mean, we're full of the creatures of life that's trying to keep us clean, and we just keep toxifying our bodies. But, so when you see this, and the problem is, where is this? Yeah, it's up in the head area, and that's... Anything from here up, come on, man. This is your, this is your uh, Oz man. So, remember how we talk about how the head kind of sits on the gut tissue? So, you've got to go after the gut tissue, start cleaning up the bowels, the impactions on the wall, what they call mucoid plaque. Whether you believe it or not, start cleaning that black stuff out. You'll see it in your stools. Most people see black matter coming out of their stools. When I first started doing, and I didn't have herbs, but I didn't have herbs back in 1972. I had raw foods, right? So just the raw fruit, I got impacted stool out of me that had mold all on it, and I'm going, what? But remember, I was raised on dairy products. We were, all my family just about were farmers in one way or another. So milk was the staple, and of course I couldn't poop. Milk is the most constipating food on the planet, one of them dairy products. I, I don't know which is more constipating, beans, grains, or dairy products. All three rank very strong as constipators. Cheese, forget it. Bam! <laughs> I mean, no. Cream cheese, bam, bam! Yeah, no way. Yeah, you can't poop. Yep. And you don't want a whole stool because everything kicks back to the kidneys, kicks back to the blood pressures, kicks back to the pressures in the body. Then you got lip pressures because it isn't just blood, right? You know, you guys have found the secrets of a major system in the body that, what was the recent science? The new organ of the human body, totally undiscovered in the past. Well, wait a minute. We all know of the interstitium. <laughs> so... Greetings, Dr. Morris. I wanted to reach out because two of my brothers have been diagnosed with keratocornus 
something like that recently. This was shocking because out of six siblings, these two were the only two who didn't need glasses and later on ended up being diagnosed with this. Well, genetics simply means weaknesses, right? You can't have genetic floods. You can have genetic cells, right? Right. Now, you can have genetic floods in what way? I just was hooked to my mom for nine months. I had her blood and her lymph flowing through me. Uh-oh, my mother wasn't filtering. My mother wasn't moving her sewage out from her cells, and I guess I ain't either. And those weaknesses that are, that are developing because of this through the chain just gets passed on to the, to the, uh, to the offspring, and, and even weaker. Each generation is much weaker than the one before it. You don't pass your genetics on equally. So when you're, when you're conceived, right, you don't turn around and conceive right off. No, you got to get matured up as a, as a form, right? So you're generally going to wait till you're 18, 19, 20, hopefully you're 25 before you have children in today's world and get to know who you are first. So you have 20, 25 years of living on what lifestyle before you have your child. So you were received, you were handed your genetics 20 years before you had your child. So what happened to those genes, those weaknesses of the cells in 20 years? Did it just sit there and stay the same? Nothing in creation stays the same. Nothing. You're either going up or you're either going down. Which side of the teeter-totter are you on? Right? I believe in natural healing. I myself have Hashimoto's. Aha! So here's thyroid. We're all up in here, guys. We're all up in the head, and we don't want that. We do not want up in the head stuff. We want to drain. So to drain and get the lymphatic system hydrated, you've got to move to an all-fruit berry and melon diet for a little while, right? That's uno number one if you really want to be successful. I highly recommend your two brothers jump in this feet first. Because when you're talking about your vision, you know, um, I was thinking about this too. You know, our eyes is how we bring light to the outer darkness, right? Your eyes. So every animal tries to kill another animal and goes for their eyes. You know how you go to the person's eyes? Because that's a connection to the CNS, to, to, to awareness, right? So it's through the eyes. What, what, when you close your eyes, oh, it's dark for some people. I got a lot of light inside of here. All right, what else is going on in here? Can I see any other forms? All right. Now, if I'm too busy in the physical world thinking and staring, I can't see you standing there watching me. Always. Yep, I get it. You too. Don't kid yourself. You have beings all around you all the time. Are you aware of it? Remember uh, David Carradine and uh, Kung Fu? And he was, he was a little fella, and he just got to the temple, perhaps, you know, and he's talking to the old wise master, and um, I can't remember who said what, but uh, the uh, master said something about this grasshopper that was right by the side of Cain, the young kid. And the kid looks down and goes, oh, man. And, and, and Cain looked up and said, how did you possibly hear that grasshopper right there. And the master said, how is it you didn't hear it? Not listening. Can you talk, work, and deal your life and still listen? Absolutely you can. And that's the job, that's the trip, is developing yourself in the now, pulling yourself back to consciousness I can give myself a big buzz doing that. I can sit here and give myself the biggest high that I ever had. Just sitting there watching you guys, just talking, let it, let it flow. What do you want me to say? Just let it flow. And that's where you want to get, get detached. And like I said, all these beautiful beings in the past have left little messages of how you develop 
a detachment and how you get out of that mind's eye because you have several eyes. You have your physical eyes. You have your astral or emotional eyes. You have your causal or the first mental eye. The, we'll call it the mind's eye that you use because the next stage is cosmic consciousness, you know. So you have these other eyes that you use to look through. And they're all looking through each other. <laughs> and you can pull back and pull back till you're looking from a point of view that you can look through all things and beyond. That's the fun stuff. But losing your physical eyes, not fun. So again, everything can be affected, not just the cornea here. And I, I, you can just go on and on and just imagine. So again, getting that lymphatic system moving. It isn't the blood that makes things swell like that. If the blood ever becomes that acidic, you don't have to worry about swelling for too long. You're out of here pushing up some dirt. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, you want to jump right in that. I would also do circulation, get blood moving, right? Only because of interstitial connection to lymph. Now, in A&P, you learn that around every cell, you have interstitial spaces, spaces. And in those spaces are two major fluids, blood and lymph. One is the kitchen, one is the immune or sewer system. That's simple. The lymph is not there for the blood, and that's what all these uh, top, uh, uh, oh, what do they call them, lymphologists or whatever, you don't ever hear of one. The West group involved in that and stuff like that. I remember the son just saying, I don't believe what you're saying. Well, too bad. You guys don't care squat. You don't understand the lymphatic system. You know, and it's like the blood, the blood, the blood. Well, a naturopath isn't just the blood, the blood, the blood. A good naturopath can take blood work and go right through it with chemistry and everything else, but a good naturopath understands the sewer system, your immune system, because everything in the allopathic community is now autoimmune. We'll just use one word to cover that all. Phew. Give myself a buzz. Uh, but yeah, uh, and, oh, listen to this. Brothers are 18 years old and 26. Holy crap, that's young. Yeah, and you know what? That's another thing about this. You want to curve this. Your, your brothers want to curve this and stop this because they're gonna, everything's going to keep passing down, but weaker and weaker and weaker to one point. Maybe you have a child born with no vision, no eyes, whatever. I mean, it can get to the point where cells can't replicate themselves. So now you see one kidney in people. Uh, I've got a, a new great-grandson with only one kidney. Then everybody's got kidneys in my family. But this is what happens. When you cell gets, to the, gets down to those uh, degraded points, it can't replicate itself. Humans are in trouble. So now we have to get excited about regeneration of cells and regeneration of tissue. But it's also hand in hand with spirituality and consciousness. You have to be able to lift yourself up out of the morass of lies and just all the corruption and stuff that goes along with creation. It's just part of creation. You have the honest and you have the liars. And it'll always be that way. So I would go definitely after that. You could use brain and nerve. You wouldn't have to. Uh, but... Uh, you want circulation, you definitely want two kidney formulas, one lymphatic formula, an endocrinology formula, an endocrine gland formula. I would hit the adrenals depending because you know at these ages, kidney and adrenals are a big issue. Get the kidneys filtering. Remember, kidney filtration. Vital to think about this. You want to see this sewer in the bottom. It's not infection. It's your metabolic acids. Instead of coming out your skin, and out your scalp and everywhere else, it comes out the right channel. Now your skin is an eliminative organ, and yeah, talk about sweating. Man, I can't tell you how much sweat. I, I told you, if you want to sweat, you come over to my house. I mean, this last couple of weeks, we've been dumping water. Dear Dr. Morris, I don't believe in coincidences. Me neither.
Matter of fact, I had some lovely uh, uh, individuals I met yesterday from Venezuela. Yeah, I, I that's one thing I'm mad at Trump for. You had the opportunity to take Venezuela. You had the opportunity to save these beautiful people from tyrants, and you didn't take it. Sometimes you got to take some things at this level, you know, to make things better. And uh, it was sad, but these are beautiful people. Matter of fact, this uh, this one lady was a massage therapist, and we were talking about, you know, the kinesiology and learning to open up the flow of lymph to the kidneys and stuff. And she said, "What's your hobby?" I'm going hobby. I got to think. I said, "You are. You guys are my hobby. I don't have any hobbies, but you guys." Oh, in my uh, gardens and stuff, you know, I like flowers and stuff. And social media met a person who advocates for natural ways to heal, and she gave me your info. Huh. I've had 33 doc, you know, I've had 33, 33 doctor visits, specialists, blood work, and each day I feel worse. And in bed without energy, sleepy, weak legs and arms, hot, cold, then sweats, chills, feet get really hot, and hot other times very cold. BP is up and down. Yeah, you're swinging. Yeah, you know, I call it Brady Tacky or Hypo Hyper syndromes. You know, Brady Tacky is when the heart goes down real slow and then speeds up real fast and goes down slow. Brady Tacky, we call it. Uh, Hyper-hypo, you know, where your thyroid is getting up there and you're kicking it, kicking it, kicking it, and then goes into the cold one. And that is where you have to be careful about taking formulas, herbal formulas, for the endocrinology of the body. You, This is where you want to detox this person with foods kind of first. You hit the kidneys, of course, the lymphatic system, get the GI tract cleaned up. Wouldn't hurt to have some brain and nerve on this case. And you could slip a little antispasmodic in there just for good looks. At the same time, you want a picture of this individual's eyes. I mean, first of all, she's uh, uh, without energy, okay? So without energy, we're immediately thinking adrenals, right? neurotransmitters, all right, immediately, because it's either that or this poor soul has locked themselves into hell mentally and emotionally, because your main energy is you, and you can power out the energy of your bodies easy because your power comes from the divine, because you are a piece of that divine, right? It's all you can be, right? There's nothing else you can be. So accept that fact. Except the beauty that you guys are. Now, she's sleepy. She's uh, weak legs. So you want to take a look at her autonomic nervous system. And that comes out of all oh, the adrenal glands on top of the kidneys. Well, when, when you talk adrenals, here goes a vision of, of sugar plumps and lollipops and everything else. We've got gonadals. We've got the autonomic nervous system. We've got mineral utilization, sugar metabolism. Uh, we've got uh, all kinds of things coming out of those sweetheart adrenals. Sodium potassium pumps, control of the uh, kidneys. We got a lot. That's why they're so big. I consider them fairly large if you consider them to the pituitary gland and each of the parathyroids by themselves. 33 doctor visits, and you don't understand the lymphatic system and what goes on there with acidosis or alkalosis in some levels of the body, of course. Uh, so you're going to look at the autonomic, you're going to look at the adrenals, the thyroid, she's hot and cold, so, so thyroid is doing hyper, hyper. So where are we thinking? Yeah, we're thinking center brain here, hypothalamus, pituitary. We need to drain her sinuses. You know what? So hydration starts the drainage of mucus, either coming out the nose, <laughs> spitting it up, out the pooperino, and out the urine. So this is what you want to see. Uh, bringing her into a homeostasis, she's got to eat chemistry that is homeostatic. That's raw fruits, berries, melons, and vegetables. Those are the only, only homeostatic foods out there. Everything else is whoppy-jawed one way or the other. Too much nitrogen or too much carbon. Starch or protein.
Either side will get your butt. All life is meant on this planet to live in this, this band of pH that's no more than, let's say, 8, 8.5 tops and no less than, say, 5.5. You start getting too much below 5.5, you start getting in a little heat going, going. You see the chills? Yeah, this is autonomic. This is uh, also uh, endocrinology is causing a lot of this too, honey. Feet get really hot and other times very cold. Yeah, blood pressure is up and down. That's up in your upper spine here, C-spine uh, here always when you see the blood pressure. So you're going to want to get everything hydrated and start draining, right? Get the kidneys start filtering. And when you do that, find yourself a good chiropractor that knows kinesiology. And have them take a look at your spine, your axis, to see if everything's on right. Uh, and that you're not uh, off a little bit on your axis, because that can cause a lot of problems. I am an RN. I love RNs. Most of them. There's some. Hard to chew. Oh, they know everything. And you know what I'm talking about. If you spend any time in hospitals, you've got two RNs. You got the sweeties and you got the know-it-alls. No offense. Same thing in the nature past, probably same thing in medical, all this sort of thing, probably, but nursing is tough that way. <laughs> uh, all my health issues began last year around July. Was driving in my car and legs and hands out of the blue began shaking uh, uncontrollably. Oh man. Yeah, you might even have some compression on that spine of yours. Uh, you, yeah, you're gonna wanna have your spine checked out for sure. And I, 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 up in here, because you're swinging. You're, you're swinging blood pressures, you're swinging thyroids, uh, and that, uh, that tells me you're highly acidic and you're just going back and forth. And that's what happens. You can get these, and that's why you want to add a, a, uh, the antispasmodic to the, to the formula. You know, you're, you're, you're going to hit the autonomic nervous system through the adrenal glands. You can use brain and nerve if you want. That'll help to strengthen those neurons, but at the same time, an antispasmodic will help to slow this down a little bit, the Brady-Tacky syndromes, hyperhypo syndromes. But this is all, and one has to be a little careful. Again, when you have a hyper, let's say a hyperthyroidism, right? You don't take anything for the thyroid. You send your patients out to the moon. No, you want to cool all that down. It needs hydration. It needs anionic. Because in, in, in a highly cationic environment, that's when you start to see spasticity, seizures, all these things like that. And that's where this poor RN's going. And we don't want to go there. You know, and listen, honey, send in us a picture of your eyes. Get a picture of your eyes. And man, we can see, I can see a lot of things, right guys? From the day on, different symptoms have shown up. No quality of life, depressed. Okay, so here she's depressed too. So you know there's parathyroid, not just thyroid involved, the parathyroids are involved. Hell, you know you're going right up to her pituitary gland. You know that. You're right up in here. And she could have headaches. We don't know. She'd have to fill out a questionnaire. She could have back here. Stomach. Stomach up here. That's why you got to clean the gut. Most headaches are gut headaches. Stomach headaches. You know, there's pressure and all that, of course, sinus, but gut headaches are very, very common. Your stomach gets too acidic, you're going to have a headache. Uh, poor thing. Well, we, you know, get yourself out of this. We're here to help you, honey. You get yourself out of this. We'll pull yourself out of this, and then those 33 doctors can go turn in their diplomas. I mean, this is stupid. 33 doctors? If you go to 33 nature paths and you can't find help, you got to come to our side, our team, because our team is detoxification specialists at this point, and they know how to pull you out of this sort of thing. <coughs> More than any nature path that I know of, except for a few that's come to our school and done real good. There's those girls up in Canada. I hear they're kicking butt. I'm proud of all you guys. I want to tell you, this is a, a big deal. I have had energy uh, healers work on my uh, work on me and feel much better, but lasts only a few days. Can you please help me? I want my life back. Thank you. This is Lisa Gonzalez. You damn right, Lisa. I'm happy to help you. Always here to help. So, again, move your diet. 
to a fruit, berry, and melon diet. If you have to for the first couple of weeks, do a salad at lunch. I don't know if you're working in a hospital or where you're at, but, you know, try to do that. Try to wake up in the morning and break your fast from the night before with a fruit meal. Get used to having grapes. Take them at, at work. You know, you got plenty of room to store your food at work if you're in a hospital or somewhere. Uh, if you're doing home health or whatever, you know. That's where a good nurse generally goes, gets out of the hospital and goes to home health. Um, but the diet is key. You want to pee in a jar and make sure, sweetie, you're getting this. You want a filter. Because no filter, no getting better. Because you've got to get these acids out of these tissues if you want to get away from that hyper-stimulation uh, of tissue like that. Because nothing obviously good comes of that. And then the end result of this, always, guys, the end result of a Brady Tacky hyperhypo syndrome or a hyperactive syndrome is always going to be what? What's the end result of all that? Hypo. Always. We've talked about this for years. And you're going to always end up in a hypo state. That's why when something is hypo, truly hypo, chronically so, yeah, you're going to be working on it for a while. You're going to be working on and elevating the consciousness of these cells, getting all the, all the fluids around in a hydrated state. You know, it's just going to take a little while to do this since the body is so in-depth. Remember this? This is the lymph system in just your finger. <laughs> I mean, come on. See, so you got to give yourself, you know, a hug and take it easy on yourself. But... In cases like this, one can water fast for a few days after. But she's so this that sometimes a water fast can't stop that. You know, you can do a two or three day water fast. The problem is when you do a water fast, don't have dead animals, don't have milk products, don't have grains or beans in your GI tract. You want to clean your gut out and only have fruit material, therefore you won't get locked up. If you go on a water fast and you have dead animals and you have milks and cheeses and crap like that in your gut, don't be surprised you get severe constipation out of that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to clean that gut out so you have room. You're, you're, you're cleaning. You're, you've set your body in an anionic mood. And so everybody's kind of getting online with it. You know, everybody follows where you take them. Your cells are just following where you're taking them, guys. Just because you don't understand where you're taking them. But get yourself cleaned up, honey. If you want us to look at your eyes, we'd be glad to do that. So, But uh, let's show you nature, true naturopathically how you can regenerate that body of yours. But you want to take a look at it from an RN perspective. I would want to know, I would want to know if I'm a housewife. I would want to know if I'm a father with a thousand kids. I would want to know what my body inside looks like. How do I get a picture inside my body? CAT scans, MRIs, we got all the toxic dyes for a lot of these tests. How about a simple iridology scan? Now you can see things that no other can. No CAT scan sees lymph until it gets a tumor size. It gets hard enough. So dig in and have some fun with this. I would say do fruit in the morning, a salad at noon, and a fruit at night, and then break away from that salad in about a week. And try a good diet loaded with all the fruits and berries and melons you can eat. And if you wanted to, again, try a day or two of water fasting, especially in a hyper-stimulated uh, state like that. And you'll pull yourself out of it. If you don't think food is everything, don't kid yourself. I told you about that one 43-year-old uh, I pulled out of cardiac arrest with my thumb and his left foot right in front of a cardiologist and his PA. Got witnesses. Couldn't believe it. Freaked him out, right? He's the lad I told you that got him to the ICU, which is right connected to the cardiac floor in this hospital. And uh, barbecue beef sandwich and french fries for lunch. Well, that guy coded that afternoon, and they didn't get him back. It made me throw up. 43-year-old man with a family. I showed him how to save this guy with my thumb and his left foot without compressions. 
course, you wouldn't have broken his sternum probably, but you get older people in there, you crack them right down the sternum like nobody's business. I told you about that. This guy's an extremely handsome cardiologist in town. All the ladies want him as their, their cardiologist because he's really good looking. He's got Spanish blood in him. And he's just one of those handsome friggin' guys, right? And uh, it was code blue one time, and I was on, and I, I ran up to it. It was med surge or some floor like that, right? So I ran up there, and he was on top of this old lady, right? So he gets off. He says, here, your turn. And he says, oh, by the way, don't crack her sternum, right? And then he walked out. I got up on her, and whoa, he cracked all her bones. Jeez, I got, what did you do to her? A lot of things like that goes on. Hello, my urologist told me years ago that in order to avoid getting urinary tract infections, I should stay away from green vegetables as they contain high amounts of oxalates. There's one problem with that. They're bound with all the other chemistry, and in that binding, they're nutritive. Oxalates aren't the only bind, binding agents to calcium. Phosphorus is a binding agent. That's why you have bone matrix. What is the deciding factor that makes an oxalate bind to calcium? What would be the deciding factor? And you guys taking our A and P class need to know this one. The pH. pH is everything. So the pH determines the condition of what happens to the chemistry. We talked about this in A&P class, about not only the reabsorption from the uh, capillaries and why it doesn't reabsorb proteins and things like that to the permeability of the cell wall. And we talk about the pH of the cytoplasm of the interstitial fluid. You, you, you can't have the cytoplasm acidic or the interstitial fluid acidic for long without affecting the organelles of the cell inside and the extra cell, uh, uh, cell wall on the outside and the ability to, uh, to, to carry. You know, all, all these uh, movements through a cell membrane wall of nutrients and energy depends on proper pH balances. And it's the same thing enzymatically. If you look, it is not one, and this is why you see a carnivore basically rip the meat, kind of break it up a little, but then swallow it, right? Because there's no digestion of protein in your mouth. So when you look at that, and you look at the homo sapien as a frugivore, your digestion starts in your mouth, right? But if you invoke hydrochloric acid, bam, you neutralize that digestion already. Well, then a few inches later, you have to be up again to that mouth pH of 7 to 7 to 8, or you can't, again, release trypsin or chymotrypsin, which is then how you finish up the polypeptide syndrome to get to your amino acids. And most people don't even get to that. That's why you have incomplete protein absorptions and stuff like that. The problem is you have fensinated cells in the bowel wall that's so agglomerated. And I always ask, how does the body get these proteins into them when you have such agglomeration around these, uh, uh, the cells are in the gut wall? And the villi. I mean, if you've seen, I don't know if you've seen, yeah. oh, nine millimeter, oh, that wrong drawer. <laughs> Somewhere I have a picture of Jensen's uh, colonoscopy and all that, and it's just what you see, that mucoid plaque. Uh, yeah, this is, I was having fun with Ben, but Ben, I did find this picture, and uh, you know, this is what happens to a parathyroid and a, a weightlifter. You blow your rectum. You know, bad stuff. Anyway, let me get back on track here. <laughs> Going back to the green vegetables, raw doesn't hurt you. Again, when you cook, you tear apart and you rebond. 
So anything water soluble like your B vitamins, see you later alligator. Now you're going to bind your oils and your proteins and some of your, uh, some of your carbons with proteins as well. So again, cooking tears things apart and rebonds, just like acids do. Oh, cooking is acidic. Okay. So he, that's, that's what I hate about medical doctors who think they know it all. Of course, as a vegetarian, I thought this was rubbish and never stopped eating leafy greens or any other green vegetables. You were right on. But you're not a vegetarian, you're a frugitarian. A frugal. But you can be a frugitarian, a fruitarian, and uh, still eat vegetables. I have not had any UTIs as my diet is very clean with high amounts of fruits and veggies. Why would you have a UTI? A UTI means you're interstitially backed up. You're burning interstitially. You're burning in the wall. And that's all these kind of burns. You're burning in the wall. That's why it's so dangerous because that's acids burning you. I mean, you can argue alkalize, okay, but let's just leave it simple. Acids burning you. It is what the doctor told me factor fiction? Fiction. Now, you cook that vegetable, and in an acidic medium, again, so take a look at kidneys in the wall. I've had so many kidney stones, right? So what needs to take place for an adhesion of chemistry to take place? pH medium, right? And the proper, proper uh, minerals, right? The proper constituents. So... Why do you think so many people have trouble with the kidneys? Do you, or should I phrase this, do you think the lymphatic system in the kidneys, in most people's kidneys, are agglomulated? Yes. So that means that all the kidneys are swollen too. Remember, the kidneys have a lymph system within them as well. Because what's the kidneys made of? Oh, cells and two fluids. Same as everybody else. So remember, you have interstitial spaces in the walls of the kidneys, the glomules, and the, and the pyramids, everywhere in the kidneys. You also have blood and lymph because cells have to live. Cells have to live and cells have to eliminate. You know, to live, you've got to consume, but you've got to use the pooperino. And you feel a lot better if you can use the pooperino and the pierino every day. So... Yeah, the bottom line is acidosis, inflammation, so to speak, but acidosis in these tissues, stagnations, where you get the UTIs and then you get the stones. You know, all of us milk drinkers are full of mucus from head to toe. Friggin' milk. I mean, this is the, the unconsciousness of man in these modern times still is fascinating of the ignorance that man still wishes to carry with him. All he has to do is take a look at his health, but he has this medical community that thinks they know everything. This lady, how many? 33 doctors? I take it personally when someone says, I've been to 10 naturopaths. I'm going, what? Because I'm a naturopath. And when my brethren isn't doing their job, I'm going, hey, that's, that's part of my reputation too because we're naturopaths, we're brethren. But we don't act it. You've got some of the narcissistic nature paths out there from California I've ever seen. Can you cure anything? Hell no. Our group can cure everything. Oh. Hi, I'm a fan of Dr. Morris. I'm a fan of you too, guys. Have had three protocols prepared and taken three herbal courses over a number of years. I am fighting jawbone osteo... <coughs> necrosis, but cannot find anything <laughs> covered by Dr. Morrison. Well, listen, what's necrosis mean? Okay, so you're, you're breaking down. You're breaking down tissue, whether it's bone tissue, liver tissue, heart tissue, don't matter. So what side of chemistry breaks tissue down? Okay, we can argue. A new chart. pH. All right. So, you know, here's where man's, here's where, here's where man's uh, pH is he's playing with is right in this category here. 
Let me get my finger going. <laughs> of course, these are the alkalis. But you're getting up here uh, with uh, uh, bleach. You're getting up about the same on the other end of the scale uh, toward chemo or toward stomach acids. And both of these things destroy cells, no question about it. You know, like I said, that band of chemistry, that band of chemistry is right, oops, is right through here, right? And this little chart will help you. We'll have it available here anytime. It's, uh, we, we've, uh, yeah, we're pretty much done with it. This was, uh, it's been proofed one more time from this one. But anyway, and on the back then we have just some, uh, what, what are you going to experience in a, a base alkaline medium? What, 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 what are you going to experience in that? What, what does that do? And then what about the acid medium? What do the acids do? But, you know, when you're, when you're talking about pH factors, they're logarithms, meaning 10 times 10 times 10 times 10. So 7 pH is 10 times hotter than 6. That's a lot. 8 pH is 10 times hotter than 7, and of course, 100 times hotter than 6. You start adding that up, you start going, oh man, you start, you know, starting to click here that chemotherapy is 500,000 times to 1 million times more acidic than blood. Now, is there, is there anybody in their right mind thinking there's something good coming out of pouring a 1.5 to 2 pH in the bloodstream? See, this, this criminal act has been going on so long, people are just used to it. I got to go to my chemo. Really? I got to go to my death. I'm allowing these people to kill me because I don't have the spirituality or the self-fortitude to pull myself up and say, wait a minute. I don't have to allow this. I'm going to die anyway. So maybe I could find something else that could save me because the percentage of people that survive chemo, remember that? Whack. So who out of a who walks a hundred people into a therapy and only six or seven or eight of them walk out alive? It's staggering. And I'm going to also have in uh, our lymphatic book. I'm going to have the amount of deaths worldwide by allopathy geared into this thinking. I'm going to expose some of this stuff more and more, like other people. We're going to bring some of this stuff out. So, no matter where it is, now here's the problem. You still have your tonsils. Again, and then you got lymph nodes right here, obviously. See if they're, they're swollen. You've got this, right? And you've got, what, three lymph nodes? You've got three tonsils, right? You've got, you got your three tonsils in your body here. You've got your two here, and you've got another one up, and another one down behind the tongue. So, you, you've got a lot of lymph tissue up in this area, and when you start removing it, like the adenoids, which is really a tonsil, when you start removing those things, then your body doesn't have a way to, with checks and balances, right? So this is part of the problem, and when you disturb the lymph flow, then you're talking about lymphedema, admitted by a tremendous amount of medical doctors when they uh, break or remove lymph nodes or lymph vessels. They see lymphedema. No kidding. Guess there must be a flood in them. Ah, just stupid stuff. I mean, really stupid stuff. So, that means you're backed up here, man, and you want to open all this up. Well, I'd be working on the neural lymphatic points not only on the back, but down here, down your uh, sternum here. Work those neural lymphatic points. Get under that breast. There's one right here. Start working these, and maybe have a massage therapist work down here. Go to a chiropractor. Make sure everybody's aligned up straight so you got a good flow there. Go after this. Essential. Essential to stop necrosis. You're just breaking down. You're breaking down tissue. And there's basically, we'll keep it simple, basically one side of chemistry that does this because the lymphatic system is heavily involved in the removal of cellular waste. 
and most cellular wastes are not alkalized. Uh, I have had surgery done twice over the last five years, jawbone drilled out, but realized I need to get my detoxing and filtering sorted to fix it long term. This poor little girl. That's from chemotherapy. Burned her to death. So, there's <laughs> a good friend of mine. He was a patient. And uh, jawbone cancer right here. So they cut out most of this jaw. And, uh, you know, gave him radiation and everything, and he wasn't doing real well. So he came to me, and um, I put him on a grape diet. I mean, everything started clearing up. We have x-rays where this jawbone grew back on just grapes and the herbs. It's like the toe, right? It wasn't just tissue, it was, I mean, it wasn't just muscle, it was also uh, bone, connective tissue, and everything else. So, I think I've told you about this case where he had a hard little knot right up there. Even with the bone growing back and everything, it's a hard little, hard little knot, meaning, obviously. His oncologist kept saying, listen, let me biopsy that, you could have some cancer cells in there. Who gives a flying rats, you know what? I told him, I said, you do that, and I'm gonna conk you on the head. I said, because yeah, it could be some cancer cells in there, so what? The body's got that isolated and they'll be there forever. And then when the body can break all that up and I can open this up and get these scar tissue opened up, yeah, you'll get rid of it, don't worry about it. About the third visit to this creep, he finally allowed him seven times, he, pe he poked him seven times because of the scar tissue, this, is the end result of that. That's the end result of that. I had him alive and saved his ass. This is the end result of that oncologist being so smart. Now, 500 milligrams of morphine, was it? How many times a day? The only way he could get out of pain, morphine wouldn't get him out of pain. The only way he could get out of pain is get on his head stand on his head, this is a true story, in the corner. And it was his house that we found the reptilian. But it wasn't him that was being a channel for it. So, can you grow backbone? You want to grow it back the right way. You don't want to keep having surgeries. Having surgeries now, you're going to have scar tissue and everything else building up in there. No, 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 no. Your body, we will rebuild back any tissue, including nerve tissue, bone tissue, lymph tissue, blood vessels, you name it. But you can't do it in a highly acidic, agglomerated medium. Your body's having necrosis in that medium. You're decaying in that medium. You know, I'm sorry, the other day a lady came in, you know, and She's only this thin and fighting a lot of things. And I looked at her and said, you know, your body's dying on you, honey. And she just started crying. And it's like, well, your body is dying on you. Now, how do you stop that? Lunchtime. I've got a class at 2 o'clock, so i got to get my butt in gear. <laughs> I'll finish this one up here, though. Um, 
In the meantime, I am considering buying an ozonator. Now, nah, forget that. To combat the uh, anaerobic, forget all that, forget all that, forget all that. Pressure on my immune system, forget all that. If you feel pressure in your body from your lymphatic system, you, you the ozonator ain't going to be it. Oh, no. And matter of fact, a lot of these ozonators are set wrong. And I used to get headaches. I don't touch that. No, 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 no. Don't, don't buy into that. That's not the problem. Your problem is stagnation of the lymphatic system. And uh, that's internal problem. And you can't get there by just throwing a bunch of oxygen in the body. Uh-uh. Never works. Uh-uh. 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 Now, alkalizing fruit diet, I would do this definitely. Put yourself on a 10-day grape diet. Take a look at drmorse.tv. Look at the toe tissue regeneration site. Look at the toe. How did I do all of that on just fruit? Or the guy did it. Now, we, granted, we use herbs, and that, that does accelerate healing, no question about it. You know, the comfries and stuff like this, when you're getting into this, you want comfrey, knit bone, right? Uh, so you want like our, uh, our uh, bone and connective tissue formulas, stuff like that. But you got to remove the acidic medium. You can take all these good stuff, right? And still not correct this problem. Why? Because you have to get here lymphatically. You have to get here lymphatically. You've got to get all these pathways opened up. And if you're removing tonsils and adenoids, that could be some of the reasons. So you just keep opening up all the flow of everything. Oh, we're going to look at here, see? Thyroid is weak, and so does not help the bone-building process. Parathyroids in the bone-building process. They say thyroid. It's parathyroids. Essential. I've studied this so hard, you can't even believe it. I've looked at thyroid calcitonin. I've looked at parathormone. I've looked at the parathyroids, and believe me, when your parathyroids are down, so is your bones, and you can rebuild your bones with the parathyroid. But I like the thyroid up, too. you got calcitonin. And moves calcium around, but you want to not move it around, you want to build it. Uh, I've had added problem of a lump in my colon which flares up when I go slightly off the diet. Yeah, you're, you're agglomerated bad. You're agglomerated bad. You really have to open yourself up. And you might try the three-day uh, uh, water fast yourself too. Uh, getting limp hydrated and moving. Get everything moving. This also brings more blood flow, by the way, because the swelling comes down out of the body and your blood flow increases. So guess what else does? Your nerve synapses, your nerve flows. Everything starts flowing. All the numbness, everything comes out of the body. The skin clears up. Your weight tightens. Your skin tones. Your bladder and uterus tightens up. Hemorrhoids go away. Dandruff goes away, hair starts growing. So he's been taking some curcumin for the colon and stuff like that, but the big, big story, my young man, get your urine filtering so you can remove these acids out. You know, one of our biggest problems we face is the curing. Now, I love the word curing from our point of view because we cure the symptoms. We cure the problems because we address the causes. We don't cure diseases because we don't treat diseases. We don't live in that fabricated world of the illusion called diseases. So if anybody wants to blame any of us for treating diseases, you better sit down and come up with something else. Because that's the one thing that we're shoved down your throat is the illusion called diseases. No such thing. Cause and effect is the rule of creation and take a look. And at this level, chemistry is the end result of thought and emotions or frequencies of electromagnetic energy. So to me, you're just impacted badly and you've got to get your lymphatic system. Change your focus from rebuilding this to cleaning your body out. 
and getting yourself hydrated. Take get a picture of your eyes. Take a look at where your where your issues are. Clean up your gut tissue. Get your kidneys filtering. And before you know it, this will be rebuilt. And you're going, well, wait a minute. You don't focus here to rebuild here. You focus on the lymphatic, you focus on the body as a whole, and it'll rebuild itself everywhere. Because my guess is you probably have some necrosis in many places. Uh-oh, here we have. Having had my tonsils removed. There we go. There it is. You're right, man. You're right with that. And I, again, you guys are getting really smart. Unfortunately, some of you have been victims of these things, and you just keep going, man. You just keep going raw. Could be you'll grow the second set of tonsils out back again, but keep going. Yeah, I see it. He has issues with his throat, too. So, see, it's not just the jawbone. It's this whole thing. I'm surprised you have teeth around that, too, because that's the next thing to go is your teeth. So, again, treat your body as a whole and go after it as a whole, and you'll be far more successful, right? And if you look at our protocols and these detox kits, it's pretty much setting your body up as a whole, you know. What is Dr. Morse's view on ozone therapy? Not as a fix, but as an aid. You know what? To me, if you want, if you want uh, uh, better oxygen, breathe better. Learn how to breathe uh, abdominally instead of thoracically. You know, pull in some decent oxygen. Learn how to breathe. Pull it in, pull it from below, and then finish your breath up from above. And then play with that and get you find you some fresh air somewhere. Uh, ozonators vary. I don't know. I can tell you. I read a study on them and what, why everybody was getting all these headaches and it's like they were way too much. I think it's a dangerous practice to think. And I used to be a fan. I've talked to the guy that that created the uh, uh, hyperbaric chamber when I was interviewed by him. So I had a good friend go through it. Dennis wouldn't work on his teeth until he could go through the hyperbaric. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody now that I know what you have to go through in it. Hell no! Because again, the body becomes agglomerated with chemistry and you're trying to shove oxygen and move all this out? No! The, the simplicity of eating the right food that is homeostatic is your answer, and that's fruits and berries for the homo sapien and melons. But if you want to eat a salad, I'm not opposed to that. But if you want to get things moving quicker, shuck the salad. All right, Robert. Oh, hey, Robert. Hey, Robert, Robert. But anyway, my friend, dig in. Don't necessarily go after focusing where the symptom is. Understand all the connecting links because you've got no tonsils. Now you got parathyroid involvement. You got thyroid involvement. You said your thyroid is low. You know your parathyroids are low. Make sure you're not a pituitary person because that's a big catcher, right? And you're involved here anyway, so it would not be a stretch to have some pituitary influence. Again, you're going to go down to the gut because embryonic, right? You're going to go down to the gut, clean off the gut tissue, uh, get inside so the. Uh, uh, the tissues of the of the gut wall can be cleaned. And you'll find this going not back really nicely. You know, I've got a lot of sad cases. It's tough to take sometimes. They had a lot of sad cases that we were winning that the all of past came in and ended up killing the person. And it's uh sad, you know. But we just remember, you're uh, only using this vehicle to drive around on the planet. Don't make this your end all. You are the end all. Right? So I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see some of you at class at 2 o'clock, so I'm going to go grab some chow real quick. And uh, off. We got Everybody over there typing and all kinds of things going on. So we got we got some buzzing going on around here. Man, I've been burning candles through the night. And uh, these V-books are going to be cool. I'm excited about the lymphatic book. Oh, my God. That's going to be the best textbook on the lymphatic system ever written. The most definitive. That's just cool stuff. The frugivore book, the same. 
There's not a frugivore book on the planet will be as definitive as this. So this is good stuff. And you can't deny either one of them. Too much facts. Can't deny either, either way. You might be able to say that man is eating omnivorous, but he's not an omnivore. And his body did not adapt to become an omnivore. And that's anthropology. So it's exciting stuff, right? And then I've got, well, I just turned it into him. I've got, uh, the, I, I'm going to, the second volume of this series is the lymphatic system, because you have to understand that before you can understand the series. But before that, it's a difference between naturopathic science and allopathic theories. That's the name of the, the book. Naturopathic science versus allopathic theories. And we're going to lay it out for you to show you the difference between naturopathic thinking, a true traditional naturopath, and allopath. I don't know why they call them allopath for because they're really surgery and, and uh, first aid, so I don't understand the allopathic definition. But we'll call them allopaths. And uh, the difference between the medical thinkers and the naturopathic thinkers, or the natural thinkers, and uh, big, huge differences. And it'll be in your face. Love you guys.